Big news on the provincial political front. Um, we know that the legislature wrapped up proceedings yesterday, which means now it's full speed ahead into campaign season with the vote happening on May 29th. So call it two months away. Um, the finance minister, the representative for Grand Prairie Wapiti of the United Conservative Party, Travis Taves, has announced this morning he will not be seeking re-election in that campaign. Uh, his statement says, after much deliberation and prayer, prayerful consideration, is prayerful a word? Look that up, Sarah. I've decided not to seek re-election. I do, however, remain deeply committed to the conservative movement, to the United Conservative Party, and to its success this May. Okay. He uh, also, as you'll remember, was probably the most prominent opponent of Danielle Smith during the leadership race, a very vocal critic at times. Um came in second in that race. So what does this mean for the UCP party and for the provincial election going forward? Does it mean anything? We're going to chat with Tom Vernon now. Um, Tom is with Crestview Strategy. Tom, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, happy to jump on. Um, okay, so Travis Taves, this is not like, you know, uh, a nondescript backbench MLA stepping up. This is your Minister of Finance. He finished second in the UCP leadership race. This is a pretty big departure for the party, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, we, we'll see how it goes at the end of May in the, in the election. And if the UCP wins re-election at the end of May, uh, this is a big hole in, in, what, in their caucus. He's a, been a senior cabinet minister since the time they took government four years ago. Obviously, the finance minister uh, steered the ship through some pretty tough waters over the last four years. Uh, so, yeah, him stepping away uh, does leave a void in that caucus. But look, the opportunity knocks for someone else if, they're, if they are elected. So. And, of course, um, was this... <sighs> I guess there was a question, right? Like, this isn't a complete and total surprise, is it, Tommy? Nobody, it wasn't 100% certain he would be running for re-election. No, and there had been whispers for weeks, a lot of speculation that this was going to be the case. Um, when you haven't announced yet, when you're a senior cabinet minister like this, and you haven't announced yet, and we're two months away, I wasn't really surprised when I heard this this morning. So I was kind of expecting this. Um, normally, uh, especially in the as tight of an election as this is going to be, um, if you're going to be running in the election, if you're going to be, um, you know, being one of the faces of the campaign, I would imagine you'd be announcing a little bit earlier and, uh, and attempting to get the boost on that front. So, as you said, look, he's, he's gone through a lot of reflection. I, I was curious about that word prayerful as well. Yeah. Sarah says it is that. a word, yeah. uh, but okay. I think it might be one of those words where the dictionary just gives up because it used so much. You know what I mean? It's not really a word, but they're not going to fight. <laughs> uh, when, it, when it comes to Travis Taves, when somebody of his stature within the party and somebody who, let's be honest here, was the leading opponent and critic of Danielle Smith during the leadership race, which we know was where the fault line was within the UCP. When he says, I'm stepping out after one term uh, from a seat that you have to think he'd have a pretty good shot at winning again, people are going to be saying, listen, that division within the party exists. The Kenny loyalists, if you want to call them that, don't want anything to do with the Wild Rose loyalists, if you want to call You know what that line is. Um, are we reading too much into that, or could that be at play here, Tom? I mean... When you see the second place finisher in leadership contests, it, it's not unique for them to step aside after uh, losing that leadership race and, and letting the, the new leader, the person that won, uh, carry on. Uh, I mean, we all know uh, Brian Jean left after Jason Kenney won, and we've seen it in a, number, in a number of other instances as well across the political landscape. So, I mean, there is that aspect of it. Look, it's Daniel Smith's party now, and Maybe Travis Taves, uh, there are his backers in there. Now, I don't want to read into him stepping away, saying that is the reason. Um, there's obviously folks that are loyal to him and backed him, but 
Um, from the outside, this party looks united right now. They look like they're they're going full bore ahead, uh, preparing for this election, and there doesn't seem to be any fault lines at this moment. Um, we'll see how the election goes. Um, so public face, I mean, we can speculate all we yeah, want. Yeah, for sure. We just have to take the, the, the finance minister's words and his statement uh, as he says it. And, and he says in that statement, look, he's still committed to the party. He's still committed to yep. see it succeed in, in the spring election. Yeah, I see. Uh, I think it's Graham Thompson on Twitter saying he doesn't mention Daniel Smith by name, though. So, I mean, of course, that's <laughs> we're going to be looking at it. Right. Uh, speaking of the larger campaign that's coming up on May 29th, just about two months now. So it's going to get into it in earnest here. If it hasn't already, the new polling that's come out looks like and I think we all expected this, too. It's going to come down to Calgary. Right, Tom? That's mm-hmm. battleground central. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think anyone expects uh, too much uh, competition, too much to guess here in Edmonton, a big chunk of rural Alberta. There, there's there's not going to be too much surprise out there. There's going to be the odd yeah. uh, constituency outside of the two major centres where there'll be an interesting race. But yeah, it is all Calgary all the time. And I mean, I think during the election campaign, we'll see the leaders in Edmonton, you know, a couple times. I'm not sure where the, the televised debate is this year, so maybe we'll see them up around that time. But Calgary is the battleground. And if you look at the, the poll results that are out there, um, it's, it's tight race, NDP in the lead, but there's a lot of undecided voters out there. Which way did the undecideds break in the last two months? Um, Dwayne Bratt says it best. Campaigns matter. So this, this is a campaign that like two months out, nobody can predict. It's too close to call. It really will come down to those 28, 29 days in May mm-hmm. to see who wins it. And I think it will be. Very, very Calgary focused. We will, uh, you, you and I, if we want to go see anybody of an, uh, <laughs> any, uh, stature. We will have to drive down Highway 2. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Hey, you've covered provincial politics for a very, very long time. I was trying to remember, Rachel Notley has basically set up her headquarters in Calgary for the rest of yeah. this campaign. That's never happened before, Has the uh, that I can remember. Am I wrong, or has the NDP set up there before? That's a good question. I, I, I mean, don't remember that. A lot. I mean, I remember the last election in... Uh, in uh, 19 it was always going it was always called battleground calgary at that point and it it, so she was there quite a bit they have offices of course yeah yes of course but yeah this to to be set up in calgary i'm not sure she has Uh, 15 certainly not 19 she was there a lot but i'm pretty sure their their headquarters was here in edmonton i think you're right yeah yeah i think so interesting times tom thanks so much appreciate you being here